0: So we have we have conspiracy theories, and we have conspiracy facts. Where does the Epstein Epstein uh, murder or suicide fall? Is it still in theory, or are we starting to have facts that back up that theory? A guy who's done an extensive amount of work and has a a three part special out right now on. Epstein, and what happened is Chad Prather. He joins us in one minute. This is the Glenn Beck program. I'm so excited about this uh, special that is uh, on the Blaze. You can you can find it if you're a fan of Chad Prather. Uh, you've probably heard him talk about it already, uh, but if if you don't know who Chad Prather is, and I want to know how you get this title, he's an American humorist. <laughs> That's what you're classified as, a, an American humorist, uh, and uh, he's well-known online for his commentary just sitting in the cab of his truck uh, with his hat, which he's not wearing his hat today, and you're almost unrecognizable.
1: I am I'm channeling my inner Glenn Beck is what I'm doing with these layers is? and the sweater yeah, and the whole yeah, thing. Yeah, this yeah. Arctic temperature that you keep in the yeah in the building here. Yeah.
0: So Pratt uh, you know, Chad, you um Prad's a, a good, good summary, Brad, if it's a a summary of your summary name, yeah. yeah <laughs> uh Chad, you did uh <laughs> a three part special on uh Epstein. When you started it, did you think that he killed himself? Did you think it was uh, a cover-up? What did you think going into it? I did. I honestly did
1: not know. I don't know that I had an opinion, but the further I got into it, the more questions that were raised. Like right now, if I was a betting man and had to put $1,000 on the line, I would probably take the bet that he killed himself. But let me raise some questions for you, because when we get into this special, everybody knows the 2008 sex offender who is convicted? Thirteen months of probation. He goes to. And he goes to. When he does go to jail, they leave the door unlocked because he claims to be claustrophobic. He gets to go to his office twelve hours a day. He pays the West Palm Beach uh, Sheriff. sheriff's office one hundred twenty-eight thousand dollars so they can put a TV in the attorney's room. All of these little favors it's that crazy. he gets. He makes off-duty police officers wear a suit in order to check in his guests. He pays their salary. Uh, so that he can do business while he's in jail we know that guy he's a creep what we don't realize is after that a guy who tries to reinvent himself who basically gets a ranch in new mexico because he doesn't have to register as a sex offender there it's in the middle of the king ranch which is not to be confused with the king ranch in texas this is bruce king this is the governor of new mexico the family which passes down um Political titles and positions like family heirlooms, and he's right in the middle of their property. You can't
0: go. Did he buy their property uh, to create? He got a ran-
1: little sweetheart deal from them. He buys ten thousand acres, builds a an almost twenty eight thousand square foot home there. He calls it a ranch. It's not a ranch. uh The the people around the area thought that the owner of Victoria's Secret owned it because of the rotating models that were coming in and out of these young girls that are coming in and out of the place. But why New Mexico beyond being able to get away with not identifying as a sex offender? It's close to a lot of different facilities where there's cryogenics, transhumanism. There is uh, all of the scientific things that are going on. For instance, there was a group that was collecting the sperm of Nobel Prize winners in order to create a new generation of smart people. Epstein bought into this idea, and his idea, along with his accomplice, Jelaine Maxwell, who is still very much alive, still very much at large, and has never been questioned by authorities, they concoct the idea of bringing in 20 young girls at a time, impregnating them with Jeffrey Epstein's seed, and signing away all rights to the progeny, the baby, and they're going to raise on this compound and create a whole new generation this of Epstein.
0: This is honestly master race kind of stuff.
1: This is big stuff. So this is a guy who is obsessed. This is after he's already been this, in jail. Exactly. This is a whole. This is a guy reinventing himself. This is the guy who's donating millions of dollars to Harvard. This is a guy who's donating to MIT. This is a guy who is a college dropout who is now sitting – Almost as though he is a colleague with these doctors from Harvard in these science programs, and they're treating him like an equal. This is a guy who's welcoming cohorts like Bill Gates and um, um, Elon Musk and Stephen Hawking, Mm -hmm. who think of him as just harebrained. But they love the fact that he's got all this influence, right? So he's concocting this deal. And so you talk about conspiracy theories. This is fact. This is known fact. This guy is wanting to recreate himself. He wanted to have his head and his penis cryogenically frozen so that he could bring him back to life one day. Here was a guy obsessed with immortality. So now back to your original question, did he commit suicide? Why would a man so obsessed with immortality kill himself? Why would a guy who, even when he was in jail most recently after his arrest six months ago, still be buying commissary favors from fellow inmates? Here's a guy who said that after his first, quote, suicide attempt, he said, I didn't try to commit suicide. My cellmate attacked me. So we can look at all of the different things between the, the, the video cameras being off, the lapse in time, the, the, the doctored logs with the prison guards, the people who did not watch him. Why was he left alone in his cell? Is it possible that, that he was murdered? Why is a guy who, who, he already got off once, Glenn. Why doesn't he get off now? And if he's gonna kill himself, why doesn't he just make a phone call? So my question is, okay, let's say he killed himself. Well, there had to be a reason. Had to be a reason why he killed himself. So if he did that, then somebody was putting so much pressure on him, in essence saying, we're going to make your life a veritable hell if you don't do it to yourself. Like, we'll skin you alive kind of thing. We'll put you in a pot of boiling oil. You're going to (laughs) suffer. Why wouldn't he just make one phone call and say, I have all the news that you want? Now, we saw on ABC, Amy Robach, she sits there on the hot mic moment, and she says, I had it all. It was the most prolific case of of pedophilia we've ever known. This would have been the story of the century. This would have exposed more people than anything we've ever known. Uh, And the key is Epstein was ready to talk. So if he killed himself, why didn't he talk? He could have made
0: one phone call. He's already beaten it once. Yeah, but You are yeah. looking at when, when you get to suicide, um, my feeling is that it is the the final and the greatest act of insanity. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So you can't necessarily apply if a guy sees his world completely collapsing and he's convinced there's no way out. There's no way out. And he has some loyalty to some of the people that were helping him. He might think it's better this way. Now, I don't know if, he, I mean, it seems so, so, so many, many coincidences yeah, yeah. happened yeah. that there are real questions. I'm like you. If I had to bet, I would still bet that he did it himself, but mm-hmm. I'm not betting more than, I'm probably not <laughs> betting more than 500 bucks on that. You know what I mean? Because so, I don't
1: know. So let's look at this thing because. Uh, you, you, you look at the BBC interview with Prince Andrew, who now the Queen is basically disowning, and I, I feel like they're trying to put out a carpet fire with a vacuum cleaner. <laughs> I mean, they just kind of trotted him out there and said, you do your best, Andy, mm-hmm. because this BBC interview just made him look worse and worse and worse. And now, they canceled his birthday party. They canceled they it. And, his and, and remember, no. on the BBC interview, <laughs> this is a guy who said, I don't like to potty. I don't potty, and I don't know if we have that clip of what I call party boy Prince Andrew. (laughs) If We have time to show it, and Steve has got it pulled up. Take a look at this. Let me show you what we're dealing with here with Prince Andrew, okay? I want you to take it over to that clip where he says, I'm not a uh." (laughs) potty. Take a look at this.
0: But he had the most extraordinary um, ability to bring um, uh, extraordinary people together. Uh, And that's the bit that I remember is going to the dinner parties where you would meet academics, politicians, people from the United Nations. I mean, it was a a cosmopolitan group of what I would describe as as US um, eminence.
2: Was that his appeal then? Was that what you... Because you you were perceived by the public as being the party prince. Was that something you shared? Well, I think that's um, also um, a bit of a stretch.
0: I don't know why I've I've, um, uh, collected that title because I don't, I I never have really parted. Unfortunately, if you're just listening to this on radio, you're missing. All of the pictures of women licking his face at a party and everything else. Well, that's something you added, Chad, or is that from
1: the BBC interview? <laughs> that's from the BBC oh interview, my God, which man. is classic. I mean, they wow. threw him under the bus. Yeah. And by the way, Virginia Roberts, who, of course, there's the famous picture of him with his arm around, mm-hmm. the then 17-year-old Virginia Roberts, who, who, by the way, took off to Thailand. Uh, she, you know jelaine maxwell take and jeffrey epstein take her to london wake her up one morning and say today you're going to meet a prince talking about of course prince andrew then there's this now this picture out there which of course they have said uh it's a it's a false picture photoshop photoshop had really not been out that long whenever this picture had i mean it was not it, and it you was can a lot tell yeah, yeah.
0: you can tell if it's photoshop
1: and here's the thing there's nothing wrong legally with this picture no I mean, you've put your arm around somebody's niece. Mm-hmm. You know, you've done, there's yeah. nothing wrong. There's nothing he illegal. He does it in a little bit of a, gir- like a little grabby way. Yeah, yeah I the mean, she's wearing a... a halter top thing. Yeah. There's some exposed midriff, and his hand but is right there. You can see be, the flash away. in the window. so we could, we could analyze the picture, but at the end of the day, of course, yeah, I can explain this away. I'm not going to go over and over and go, that's not me. That's not me. Obviously, we know Andrew is the party prince. You saw the pictures that mm-hmm. are there. And that's why I look at this and I think, because you, you brought up the point, Glenn, you said if his whole world is crumbling down, was it? We don't know. Uh, he's already gotten out once. There are there are plea deals that, to, that are there to be made if he wanted to do it, if you really want to truly expose some people that are involved in this. Now, because who's Jeffrey Epstein? Five years ago, did anybody to the average American really know who Jeffrey Epstein was? No, no of course. It's this conspiracy idea. And the and the drama around it that has made him basically a household name. He's now a nonstop memes. We've we've made jokes about this thing. And let me let me be real clear because I've gotten accusations here of people saying, well, it's almost like you're feeling sorry for the guy. No, I'm glad he's dead. Let me let me just be real clear. I'm glad <laughs> the guy the earth is a better place without Jeffrey Epstein in it. But here's the thing how many more Epstein esque influencers are out there, people like Jelaine Maxwell, who was the queen to his king on the chessboard who orchestrated all these things who took a virginia roberts which by the way we had it lined up for virginia roberts to come on the show via skype from australia because what i what i started to say earlier Stu, is that they she went to thailand uh for long story short epstein sends her to thailand and says bring me back a young girl She gets over there, and within five days, she meets her now husband, who's from Australia. He takes her to Australia and basically gets her out of this Epstein world that's there. Because she was was project number one in New Mexico in terms of who they were going to impregnate. She was going to be the experimental test case. So Virginia Roberts, of course, who is seen as 17 years old in this picture with Prince Andrew, She's the one, and they basically put a gag order on her. Tonight there will be a BBC interview with her that comes Mm. out. So we couldn't get her. She had to cancel for us. But we did talk to her on the phone. It's quite compelling when you when you see what was All going right. on. Uh, hang on
0: just a sec, because I would like to hear a little bit more of what sure. what we know for fact, mm-hmm. what was happening on this, this ranch. Back in just a second. Let me pause for one minute, then back with Chad Prather, Prather who is, uh, you can find the uh, special on the uh, Blaze.com, TV.com. Make sure that you uh, you watch it. Where else is it available? You can go to my youtube channel the
1: uh, Chad Prather search that we've we've seen almost twenty thousand new subscribers just in the last six days wow. because of this special so it's it's a lot of people so great it's a great
0: special okay, so. Chad, what did you find out about what really has happened or ha- did they impregnate any of these girls in in New Mexico? Not
1: that we not that we know of, not that anybody that that we can verify, so I'm assuming no. Uh this was the plan, though. And when we get into the special, we take the first episode to really build a case because there's a huge cast of characters that are there. And what my producer, Candace Ortiz, did is Great job she, by Candace. She's Beller. incredible. She's incredible. Uh-huh. I told her, I said, you can never leave me. She's she's just amazing <laughs> with the research that she does. But she likened it to a chessboard. Of course, Epstein being the king, Jelaine Maxwell being the queen. And so we build this cast of characters that are out there, and then we, the, we it builds kind of into a crescendo force as we get to the third episode, and people are just kind of left with their mouths wide open because it's amazing not only the – so here's a guy – this was not about money. Because that's what people go to. They say, "Well, here's a billionaire. Of course, he could do anything he wanted to do." So this was not about money. The man who was a college dropout, who was at Bear Stearns for one year, he, he couldn't even teach high school physics right. or math at the Danbury School in New York, which is a prestigious school. He now now he's sitting there with Harvard scientists. He's sitting there with MIT scientists.
0: He's talking with some of the top innovators well he was doing that because he was trying to recast himself as exactly an innovator as somebody who uh, who was a patron right of innovation and science right and and you look at this
1: guy who's trying to reinvent himself he was buying influence right so bill gates did not need jeffrey epstein's money but his influence seems pretty appealing the same with an elon musk Stephen Hawking. And at no time do we take any of these people and accuse them of pedophilia or anything like that, because that's naturally where the human brain goes to. What we're doing is pointing out, why would you, why would you hang out? And that was the question brought up by the BBC to Prince Andrew. Why would you continue to associate with this man that is, and listen, the news media has consistently come out, and this is the way they describe him, financier and sex offender. Financier and sex offender. Why in that order? Why would you legitimize <laughs> him first by saying he's a financier and then say, oh, and by the way, he's a sex offender? Mm-hmm. Every news media outlet, every print outlet continu- continues to do that. We've even done it here at The Blaze. And, he- and it's one of those things where it's like, no, this guy was a pedophile. No question about it. We know this for a fact. And Andrew he was did everything he him did. at his house after the conviction, too, which was one of the big—
2: issues. right? And I think
1: we have a clip of that as well. Stephen wants to run it. This is a pretty interesting little clip here because he's questioned by the interviewer here as to why would you continue to stay at this 41 bedroom mansion, the largest individually owned residence, which by the way, there's never any evidence that he ever bought this penthouse in Manhattan. That's weird. And so pretty interesting story. Here's the, here's the clip. Yeah. The 1970s marked the first appearance of Jeffrey Epstein on the social radar. The king of networking was just getting started. But what Jeffrey Epstein was after was much more than money, more than status, more than wealth. He was after immortality. Now, for the second part of this series, we're not going to shy away from anything. That's not a warning. That's a promise. We're going to drop some big names, and we're going to make some very big revelations. How did a man like Epstein become accepted into the highest powers of society? And when I say the highest, I mean the very top. Princes, scientists, geniuses, billionaires, they stood aghast, basking in the limelight that Epstein emitted. Nobody seemed immune to his charm. But why? What did a college dropout like Jeffrey Epstein have to offer men like Bill Gates and Prince Andrew, Stephen Hawking, and Elon Musk? These people have more money than God, and yet they found, the, found it wise to stick around Epstein for the heck of it. Now, take
0: Prince Andrew, for example. Watch the been, entire instance, special. Uh, it, it's a three-part special. You can watch it on Chad Prather's YouTube page. If you are a subscriber to The Blaze, it is already up there and ready for you to watch. Uh, just go to TV.com slash beck. If you're not a member, you can subscribe. Use the promo code Glenn. You'll get a 10% discount. But it is well worth watching. Chad, thank you so much. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, good work. Thank good you. Good work. Well, the impeachment hearings uh, are continuing this week. Uh, We have some new information to present to you uh, that I think if you've been following it, you, you will still be surprised because you won't believe that they left this trail so easy to find in public documents. But uh, we have some new information for you tonight at 5 o'clock on the Blaze TV. There's also a new voice that's being heard, uh, and that is of uh, Stu, Stu Bregeer, our producer here. His wife is in, in the industry as well. Her name, of course, she kept it for, uh, uh, for the industry. Her name is Lisa Page. And so you're going to be seeing a lot of Lisa Page uh, in the news, it's trending nationally almost yeah. every day it seems.
2: Yeah, which I'm sure she's pleased about. Yeah. Um, yeah. Now, of course, my wife's name is spelled with an I, P-A-I-G-E. Lisa Page, who you might know from the impeachment scandal,
0: is P A G E. However, oh, right. that's uh, what exactly what Lisa Page would want you to think. Which one? Have you seen them at a party together? I <laughs> Oh my God, the same yeah. person is that true? I mean, wait,
2: this is like Mr. and Mrs. Smith, right? What, yes, they 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 act like normal uh, wives at home. Yes. Angelina Jolie, and then she went, and then she was like murdering people. Maybe right. this is the scenario. This is the same thing. You're uh, living with Angelina Jolie,
0: <laughs> which well, yeah, I mean. could be bad. Yeah. <laughs> it could be good. It's up to you.
2: Um, so she, it's weird because every day, you know, you wake up and you see your wife's name trending. About an affair, it's a mm-hmm. little odd. Yeah. it's a little it's a little strange to yeah. see. Yeah, because um, she had an affair with Peter Struck. If you don't know these background figures, or you maybe just heard her names, their names. They were two people. Uh, she was a lawyer. He was one of the bigger investigators in, into um, not only Trump and the and the beginnings of the Russia contact stuff, but also uh, the Hillary email scandal. They are very like very involved in this, and they both despised Trump and did not want him to be president. So there's a lot of text messages about them trashing Trump that became public, by the way, against the promises, apparently, of the inspectors at the beginning, um, because they knew, hey, we're going to look into all of your texts. And they said, okay, we're going to tell you something up front here. Uh, We've been having an affair with each other, and we'd really like that to not come out. Uh, Of course, it did come out, and they claim it was released against a specific promise by uh, the government at the time
0: now uh well there you go kids yeah <laughs> liberals learn your lesson never <laughs> trust the government <laughs> there you go it's a small government <laughs> message hello
2: so it's it, it is weird and now she has uh come out and, and given an interview for the first time she had an i believe it was an 18 month period where she wasn't allowed to do any press uh after leaving uh the government she did leave uh in, uh, in 2018 and now she has uh, this voice that she can go to different media outlets, and she's starting to do that. She's very upset at the president uh, targeting her for uh, ridicule. And uh, I'm so tired of this. I know. Well, I'm she specifically so mentioned, I guess at one point, he sort of faked uh, sexual noises with her name in the middle of it at a that rally. probably was bad.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so I, I, I guess that was the thing that set her off. Yeah, that... Um, but, might know. set me off or you know my wife off <laughs> it's not that ideal the, yeah, it's i'll not say ideal. it's suboptimal yeah yes, is what i would use yes.
2: um but the fact that she's out there now is is just you know more fuel to this fire you think um you know what happens a lot of times with these these behind the scenes witnesses is they're much more powerful when you don't hear from them you know we we learn this i think with with uh, muller for example, and he was't mm-hmm. a witness, but he was running the Mueller investigation, the Mueller report was given all this credibility and then he comes out in front of the public and is asked questions he's like, wow. "I wait wow. donald who i don't even know he didn't know anything about the investigation right, right. Uh, the same thing happened I think with Comey. Mm-hmm. you know Comey was this high level, very respected everybody on both sides agreed he was the greatest guy in the world. Then he came out and started doing his testimony, which
1: wow. Wow, just a little
2: bit, and then when it came to book and interviews it really went downhill he just came off you know almost like a just a partisan guy Mm -hmm. who doesn't Mm -hmm. like donald trump Mm -hmm. um and so these things i think have more power when you when they're mysterious figures you don't know who these people are so it'll be interesting to see unnamed
0: democrat running against donald trump yeah lots all of the democrats are for that right and then they look at them and they're like not that that democrat i wanted the unnamed one (laughs) right (laughs) can we keep him unnamed yeah it's the you
2: know this is a it's like in sports of course you'll immediately connect with this analogy but it's the backup quarterback syndrome. So the guy who's the backup quarterback is everybody's favorite player until he until he has him. to freaking get on the field and right. throw nine interceptions and then everyone hates him. But when he's on the bench and the starting quarterback is suffering and, right. and struggling, then well they, come, why come why on bring, on, him, bring on. him in, bring him in, bring yeah. him in, bring him in. So you, this is I think what what happens with it's what's happened with the impeachment thing with Ukraine, right? You had all of these rumors about oh my gosh, she did this on this call and these people knew this and these people knew this. Then they come up and they're testifying about it and you're like, "Well, this is what they have?" It's a big letdown. It's like movie trailer to movie, right? The movie trailer looks super exciting and then all of a sudden you're watching the movie and you're like, "This this is all, all the four good moments they put in the trailer and everything else sucks." You know, and that's kind of what's happened with with the Impeachment, and it's why I think America's turning uh, a, a bored eye towards it right now.
0: So I, you know, you said a lot there, and I was listening up until a point, and then my my mm-hmm. mind started to wander a bit. I never get you I, for more than thirty seconds. No, it's it's. Yep. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, riddled with ADD. Yep. But mm-hmm. but hear me out here. Mm-hmm. Don't you think the Gong Show had all the answers? You remember the Gong Show? I do. Okay. Mm-hmm. Do you remember the unknown comic that wore a bag over his head? That I don't remember. I loved that show as a kid. But you don't, don't remember, remember the unknown, the unknown comic? comic? No. Oh, you got to look up. The unknown comic. He mm-hmm. wore a bag over his head. He was gonged every time. Mm-hmm. But there was something good about him, and you never really... You didn't know who it was. It could have been somebody really good. Could have been somebody not really good. Right. But... He was the unknown comic. If they just put a bag over all of the people's heads Mm -hmm. that are testifying and you don't really know, could be Melania, may not be, probably not be. Okay. I like this. It adds a little more excitement because when they drag these people out, you're like, oh, well, that person's no good. I mean, they're not funny. No. (laughs) But if they have a bag on their head, you're like, probably not funny, probably no good, but I don't know. Let's hear them out. Could be somebody good underneath there. I, there's something here, and I think if you extend it, what if in the
2: hearings they put a gong in there for people to just start hitting to stop the, when they get bored? Like that's Can boring the question country, Republicans and use them. it too? Yeah, I think they. I think I think honestly, it should be in control of the American people. I think you've just we elect out- a representative <laughs> who goes there and plays the 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 character of Chuck uh, Chuck Barris. Chuck Barris, yeah. And he hangs out there with the gong, and we just
0: say, okay, when we get bored, that's the speaker as of the house. country. Chuck Barris is the speaker of the house, mm-hmm. and they start going down, you know. And no, I want to, I want to name another post on a like, Bong, <laughs> <laughs> and they just get ejected, and they have a new election. <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're done. Yeah, We're done. <laughs> So this uh, I think it's Saturday night. Is Saturday the December 7th? I'm doing a, a Christmas show in Salt Lake City. Uh, some tickets are still available, and we'd uh, love to have you there. Um, but um, telling some Christmas stories. Now I I'm not sure I think I can get away with, uh, with being incredibly honest because no one in my family is attending the show. Ah, so every other show I've done, I'm I'm thinking about putting in. Did you see what Pete Davidson did? The, the, the SNL comedian. comedian. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He put in a million dollar nondisclosure agreement. Everybody in the audience has to sign a non nondisclosure agreement uh, or he'll sue you for a million dollars if you say anything outside of the show. So I think because my family's not going to be there, I, I'm going to need a two million dollar Uh, NDA from every member of the audience (laughs) Um, because you just you never know especially I mean Stu knows this Uh, sometimes I walk on stage and I just turn everything off and say yeah I'm not going to do any of that and those are very dangerous shows and I feel kind of
2: like that well it's like the uh, it's whatever's good at the moment in your head yeah, which will benefit you and make the show better, which makes for a great show. Also does not ruins make for, your life.
0: Yeah, does not mm-hmm. make for a good home life sometimes. Yeah, so uh, I'll, I will need a two million dollar nondisclosure agreement from every member of the audience. <laughs> now, if you just keep your fat mouth shut, if you're ever around my wife or my family, it's going to cost you zero dollars. It won't. Nothing to worry about. However, however, I have attorneys, mm-hmm. and you say anything in the outside world where my wife can hear it. Well, I'll sue the pants off. Into oblivion. Yeah.
2: Yeah, to the yeah. point of you will never recover financially. Mm-hmm. Um, that's just the guarantee of going to a fun show about that's Christmas-themed in Salt mm-hmm. Lake City. Mm-hmm.
0: That's what And you it's get. in Salt Lake City, and I was thinking about this, thinking about this, because, you know, it's Christmas show in Salt Lake City. If I just open the show and I say, look, I know Jesus Christ is the Savior of the world, I'm going to make a mint. Because, you know, all those... All those Mormons and the religious type—they're—they're they're gonna. They say that all the time, oh, especially okay. on Christmas time. Ah, I'll bilk everybody. Yeah, you bought your thirty-dollar ticket. Yeah, it actually cost you two million okay? <laughs> and thirty bucks. Okay, and I'll say, like, you might be thinking right now, "Wow, that was a
2: really controversial thing." Glenn just said I should report it. Well, you're under a non-disclosure agreement. Unfortunately, uh, it's implicit when you listen to this show. Thank you. Uh, that you. you are under a non-disclosure.
0: Anything that's talked about on this program cannot be shared with anyone. Santa was going to make an appearance, um, but, um, Santa suit doesn't fit me anymore, so, uh, um. this, uh, wait, hold on, yeah, you have a Santa
2: suit that yeah. you've outgrown, does that even happen to Santa? <laughs> I'd be like, his the is guy more goes of a magical
0: around suit, you know what I mean? Mine ah! was, mine was made, you know, not by Mrs. Claus, mm-hmm. uh, and, uh. It doesn't
2: fit me. I mean, Santa goes around the world and eats cookies at almost every single house and is still fitting yeah. into a suit. Yeah. And you're not fitting into your yeah. suit. Yeah. Do you have any, is there any, have you done any scientific uh, analysis as to why you're not fitting into the suit? Is there any reason you can think of any, any behavior that it would cause something like this to
0: occur? Well, I, I, in an unrelated Mm-hmm. Uh, and completely unrelated uh, story. I am concerned that I may be out of breath by the time I get to the center of the stage. Well, it's a big stage, big, big to be big fair, stage. Big and it's stage. not downhill. The walk, yeah. it's flat, yeah. right, which is challenging. Right. Well, downhill's a little challenging too. You gotta kind of slow yourself down <laughs> when you, you know, when you have that mass of gravity right. and it's pulling you down. It's hard down or up. Well, part of this is because you spent
2: Thanksgiving with vegans,
0: which is a blessing and a curse uh, because my family uh, now, about half of them are are on uh, either special diet, uh, you know, for for epilepsy or uh, just because they decided to go vegan. Right. And, you know, when you buy uh, an 18-pound turkey and there's only four of you to eat it, And you cook like you used to cook when you were cooking for 12. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And there's only four because everybody else is having like a cauliflower steak, which I didn't. Is not a thing. I do not get fooled. Well, I didn't break the news to them. I wanted them to live in their happy little world that that was a steak. It's just a thick piece of cauliflower. It is. That's all it is. They keep telling you it's a steak at restaurants. It's not a steak. But the good news is, and maybe you should do this at Christmas, if. You're watching your weight. You should not do this. But invite a bunch of vegans instead of your family. Mm -hmm. Because then there's like food for 12, and there's only four of you eating it. (laughs) And and And, then your Santa suit doesn't fit. And you did. (laughs) And you did. And that Uh. tends to make one not fit into a Santa suit. So sorry, kids. Santa is not going to make an appearance. But a very overweight Colonel Sanders without the white suit might.
2: <laughs> oh man, getting old sucks. Mm. I've uh, I've uh, I'm definitely noticing
0: the. It's not fun. No, you know what it is. You and I made the wrong choice. You and I swore off exercise. Oh, I hate it. I hate it mm-hmm. more than poison. I hate it. Mm-hmm. I mean, to the point to where you're like, doctor looks at you. You're going to die unless you exercise. <sighs> Let me think about that. I'm not Right. Because, I'm not sure. I mean. Which is worse. Save some CO2 for the environment. Right. There's some
2: positives. Right. Greta would be Greta happy would with be us. Greta would be happy.
0: And she's never happy. No. She's never happy. She's like Mikey from the old Life commercials. Greta, she hates everything.
2: The Greta thing is weird, man. She is. Uh, like, uh, watching some of those videos today in preparation for non-disclosed things. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it, you know, she really, there's
0: an omen thing going on there. Right? She is not happy. Her family is afraid of her. I swear to you, her family is afraid of her. If you ever see a Rottweiler near that kid, she controls the Rottweiler. She might be the anti-guy. She is so angry about everything. Her family is afraid. That's why they're sending her overseas on a slow boat. Uh, honey, just go. No, you can go by yourself. CO2. Go ahead. You, she goes go so the slowest way possible go. because of CO2 and stuff. Right. And then make the round trip. We'll right. see you in about eight months, maybe, if we're around is the Glenn Beck Program.